Hey everyone, welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 160. We are your host, Phil and Darren. Today is August 16th, 2017. I'd like to say welcome to everyone out there. Hopefully you're having a great day, night, morning, wherever you are in the world. And of course, before we really get started, like say, how are you doing, Mama Bear? The Beard of Wisdom, the Wizard. You doing alright? I'm doing great, man. As uh, some of you know, many of you know, I've been in moving hell for a matter of months. I've moved three times in the last three months. But I am in my final destination, and I hate using that terminology because I feel like something's going to shoot in here and cut off my head when I say that. But uh, anyway, um, this is my my home for the next year, multiple years or whatever. As you can see, I finally made use of those banners that yeah, the Hairbrain Scheme sent me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, pretty much have my office set up. I'm I'm sad because of that down on the <laughs> on the ground, but I don't have space. Just get rid of the. I told you, get rid of the Liao. I mean, we don't. I mean, it's it's not like it's gonna. But then I would have to hang that like that, and it, well, yeah, then, it just doesn't work. You know, but... Merrick and the combined can go. I mean, I need a just... bigger webcam space so that I can just use my entire back wall or something like that. But anyway, things are very good. Also, uh, just two days ago, I had a nephew born. I have a new uh, nephew. He's two days old, and so I'm excited about that. Basically, things are going very well right now. How are things going for you? It's been a long time since we've done this. Uh, yeah, man. Podcast number 159 was like a while back. <laughs> it was a while back. Uh, doing well, man. Uh, just keeping active. Got, uh, I mean, really, it's funny. My friends You're are always like, playing in the mud. Yeah. People are like, so, you know, anything new? And I'm like, training for another race and another one. And uh, I've got races uh, coming up in what? About a week and a half, and then uh, next month I travel up to Vermont for a big one as well. But uh, yeah, that's that's my life. I uh, just crawling through mud or getting cut and barbed wire. You know, the Marines wasn't enough. You know, like you know, yeah. But uh, anyways, um, yeah. we have two very special guests, and uh, I'd like to introduce you guys. Obviously, you guys know Bandit B seventeen in the house. How you doing, man? Shoutcaster extraordinaire. Oh, now you make me blush. I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Doing good, man. And on the other side, we've got... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, don't mean to interrupt the Xavier uh, introduction. Uh, We will just totally interrupted it. I know, I totally did. That's Xavier, by the way. Hello, Xavier. Um, But we'll get to him in a second. Bandit, I wanted to say, speaking of uh, Shoutcaster Extraordinaire, you obviously saw the MechCon website, right? Yeah, dude, man, you are fantastic. all over that thing. Like you're yeah, on it more I'm than like Phil all and I. like faded in the background <laughs> and stuff, looking all official. That was, that was superstar. I, I enjoyed saving every single one of those pictures from the gallery. That was that was exciting. Hey, Darren, and of course, you... we're going to see you at MechCon 2017, right? Yes. Did, yes, did you guys absolutely. see on Twitter today? Uh, Strider posted that uh, like photo book he made or someone made, and it had it was like MechCon 2016 and had photos. That was really did cool. you see that? It was actually it really was cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm probably all, right. all over his book. <laughs> now the big introduction, Xavier of Net Battletech NBT. Xavier, sorry about that interruption. How are you doing? And welcome to the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me. It is good to be here. Uh, this is about what two years since we talked about doing this. I think we talked about doing it before the alpha. Yeah, I do remember that. Um, I've been looking forward to it very much. Uh, obviously, knowing a lot of the history of NBT, I haven't known all of the history and i did go to your website by the way if you want to check them out their website is netbattletech.com uh i'll link it in chat here in a second but uh worth reading and it goes way back and let's see should i get into that now well i think we'll, we'll wait to get into that because i do have some questions uh and one of the questions in there is the history but phil did you have something to say i was just gonna say i mean nbt for me has a you know sort of soft spot because if i remember playing at MechWarrior 4 uh with my group back then and i i wasn't I didn't play with it in um, MechWarrior 3, but I played uh, extensively in MechWarrior 4. So, I mean, I was sort of... Uh, I know there had been talks a while back of it coming to uh, MWO, but then, of course, now with the API system, and I'm sure we'll get into all that. But, of course, if you guys didn't know, today's topic is Net Battletech. So, uh, there you guys go. Yeah. That's right. Out of curiosity, Phil, what uh, who'd you play with in the, in the Mech 4 days? Uh, Wolf in Exile, actually. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, back in the day. Went by I was I was in LA. Yeah, I didn't go by uh Sean Lang. I went by Phil and Kell back then. So And and who does that? Right? Oh Yeah. So <laughs> I, it wasn't yeah. So it's it's been a minute and it's sort of funny. I've ran into a few guys that I played with in MBT in MWO but didn't know me so until they realized, Oh, you that 
you know, because my name changed. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah, guys. Anyways, just want to say thank you for taking the time out of uh, your day. So let's let's go dive in here. Uh, MBT, what is it? What are you guys doing? Well, let, let's uh, be a little more exact. Um, your website says NBT or Net Battletech is a real-time planetary resource campaign league. That's a lot of words. What does that mean? What exactly does that mean? If somebody's coming here and going, what the heck is NBT? What is a real-time planetary resource campaign league? So another way I like to describe NBT is it's a galactic-scale board game. Where Risk in space. Yeah, where instead of rolling dice to determine outcomes, you are fighting battles in the game to determine outcomes. Um, so the planetary aspect is that you are fighting over planets, or in the case of MBT now, you know, sectors of planets, groups of planets at a time. Uh, you're trying to capture space, uh, similar to what you do in faction play. Okay. In that you're trying to capture space and you're trying to basically uh, take stuff away from your enemies. Resource-based means that you don't just bring in whatever you want to the battles. Um, you so I can't to... have like an endless supply of war hammers or something like that? Correct. You, if you can, but you would have had to set up your logistics and your supply chain and your economy such that you can supply keep a chain. bunch of war hammers. I love that. Yeah, so it's... it's we get uh, players in the league who absolutely love that aspect. Don't care if they ever play the game; they just love the logistics on the board. And that's actually I absolutely, that, that's, that's what that's, I love. That's, huge. that's yeah. what I love <laughs> about MBT is because BattleTech, in its sense, right? Uh, and of course, with MWO, we have all these different variants, all these different things. Well, when you put them in context of, well, you may not have many of them. What happens if you lose them? Uh, question. Uh, Back in the old day, MBT, you could actually lose resources as well. Is that a case with what you guys are doing? Yeah, you can still... Enemies or your opponents can attack you. They can uh, steal your money. They can steal your mechs. Uh, they can destroy your means of production, uh, which are factories on your planets. Uh, there's anything that you could do... You could think of doing in the real world to sort of hinder an opponent's ability to wage war against you. You can do an MBT. So I think those words right there, just the whole logistics and um, supply lines and all of that, there's a certain demographic that that is just insta boner. Because like, and I love playing MechWarrior online. I love just, uh, you know, shooting my enemies or whatever. Hold up, hold up, hold up. We're having some issues. Uh, keep going. I'll bring it back up. Uh, was that you? I think it's all of us. I think all yeah, of us got knocked out. Son okay. of a bitch. <laughs> can they still hear us? I was wondering us? if that timer, yeah, I was wondering yeah, if that timer ask. actually meant anything. The countdown to our destruction. It was the 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 final destination comment. Exactly, you said that. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to keep going on with yeah. uh, with what I was saying. Basically, I think there's a, a demographic that is going to get super excited about that, and and I'm definitely one of those people. I love the logistical aspect. Um, you know, managing resources, managing your unit or, or your group or whatever. And uh, that's something that I think is going to totally set this apart. And I'm very excited about, and I know there's other people out there that are like that. And Bandit, I was talking to you earlier about, you know, the, the difference between other leagues and similarities between other leagues. Would you say that this uh, NBT is going to be closer to say uh, Proxis or uh, Merrick Civil War than say um, MRBC or Arhat or whatever? Yeah, I, I I don't I don't personally have experience with uh, Proxis or Merrick Civil War, but I heard a lot of good things about it, and it you know there was emphasis on actually doing things in the inner sphere in those leagues and and stuff like that, and yeah, I think it'll be a lot closer to that uh, versus you know MRBC, where MRBC is all about uh, structure, fairness, making sure every battle is identical between the two teams with very minor differences of course based on the side of the map you're on whatever um and it's a, all about kind of making it more of an esports style thing where nbt uh there's attrition to worry about and even if you're a team that isn't going to be able to to go against the big dogs just fighting in those battles and and even doing damage to those mechs of your opponent can make a huge difference. 
And we see see that even in the uh, alpha that we ran, where we were getting our butts kicked, but we were still wearing them down until we had that opportunity to then go in there and win a match, take their mechs, and especially against the clans at the time, we needed that clan tech because it was pretty powerful. And that after losing and losing and losing and losing and losing and then starting to get victories, the entire tide of the war turned around. And it's like you can't really tell those kind of stories in, say, MRBC, where you lose eight matches in a row and you're pretty much done for the season. It's it's significantly different uh, in NBT. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's a, you know, different people have different uh, interests and, and, and are attracted to different types of leagues or, or um, you know, uh, tournaments or whatever. Um, and while I can appreciate all of them, I love just, you know, flat out drop into a match and it's skill versus skill. And and like you're saying, everything's equal ground so that the only difference is skill. Um, I think personally, uh, I can get more involved because of the lack of skill, of course, I can get more involved <laughs> in something that is more of, uh, you know, logistically minded and using resources and, um, and a long-term campaign like this. I'm, uh, you know, I'm super excited about it. Um, I am going to post in, that doesn't mean, of course, because we were saying that, you know, maybe other uh, leagues have a lot of rules. Um, you guys don't, it's not like you guys don't have rules. I'm going to actually post a link in chat. Uh, we've got rules. Oh, you've got, got rules. rules. And I'm going to post that link um, so people can check them out. Also, uh, like I said, be sure to go to Net Battletech and you can get to it yourself. Um, and also, just so everybody knows, Phil is working on uh, getting video back up. I think we know we exactly what it was. I didn't think it was. Yeah, it's all right. We forgot to pay our bill. We haven't done this in a long time. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, literally, He's that's the, what it is. We didn't pay our bill. So Phil's going to do that right now, and we'll get video back up as soon as we can. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, but until then, we're going to keep the discussion going. And uh, so the next part that I'm interested in is basically the history of Battletech, because uh, it's been around since, what, 1997? Is that correct? Let's see, uh, mid-90s. Uh, I don't know exactly when it started. I think it started with NetMech which is going to be mid to towards the late 90s. I know it's at least 97 because it was uh, Mech 3. Um, so it's it's been around a pretty long time. Yeah, so it's I think uh, in a lot of ways to certain people, like Phil was uh, looking back on his days with uh, Mech Warrior 4, I think in a lot of ways Net Battletech is nostalgic, just like uh, Mech Warrior and Battletech are for people. Um It'll be interesting to see how many people playing NBT in MWO are returning from previous iterations or whatever. Um, so, Xavier, specifically to you, how and when did you get involved with NBT? I got involved with NBT in the NBT four days. Uh, this would have been back when D. Kerensky was still running the league um, before she turned it over to Dark Phoenix. Some of you may remember that, remember those names. Um I had discovered MechWarrior 4. MechWarrior 4 is actually where I started in MechWarrior. Um, I discovered it, uh, basically I borrowed it from one of my friends because it looked interesting. And if, those of you who know, you know, that's all it took to get hooked. Uh, and you play through the campaigns and campaigns are done. It's like, oh, look, here's some online stuff. And went around, found... Uh, Online stuff was fun. Found a team to join. Uh, left that team. Started my own. Uh, we were looking for a league to uh, join, and M we heard about this thing MBT. Everyone kept talking about MBT. Said, you guys got to play MBT. So oh, we'll, we'll go check out MBT. Uh, entered MBT four as Mercs, and soon, <clears throat> sorry, soon merged into uh, Learn Alliance, and sort of. I moved up into the uh, executive officer role and started. Uh, basically doing all the logistics and stuff on the map for the next two or three years. And that would have been through MBT Mercs. About the same time, I was also volunteering to help Dark Phoenix work on the automation, you know, bring up things like the PA tracker that we had back then and other features, you know, to make the, the league better. So I probably played it pretty steadily for about four years from 2000 to 2004. Right on. So you have some history. You've been around the block with oh, yeah. MBT. 
And now you're in the driver's seat. That's awesome. Uh, it looks like we do have video back up again. Pa- uh, Phil paid the bill. Thank you, Phil. Uh, <laughs> so if you guys can click on the link and we can get video going again. So that all these people out there in chat can see our beautiful yeah, instead of just faces. me as a, like, you know. I love that. I know. The whole time there we had Phil's look of concentration as we were all chatting. Um, but we'll get uh, video back up going. It looks like Bandit's good to go. So, Bandit, I'm going to say to you, it's your turn to answer a question. How are you involved with NBT? Of course, we know you uh, from MRBC and, of course, MWOWC. Um, but how did you – what's that? What? Huh. We're good. We're good. Um, okay. So, Bandit, how are you involved? Well, I started in NBT uh, when they started up the alpha test for MechWare Online, basically uh, running on the old automation – testing to see whether there was a viability to run NBT in MechWare Online. Uh, I, of course, was the drop commander and one of the leaders for Marine Mechs, and we were doing MRBC. We were liking it, and we decided we wanted to try something else during some of the downtime between seasons. Uh, So Marine Mechs, uh, we represented the Eridani Light Horse, and we became... Uh, House Mercenaries for the Free Wrestlehog Republic, uh, under, of course, Mech the Dane and Isengrim. And uh, <laughs> we act, that's actually kind of how I became friends with Dane, uh, which is cool because we forged alliances and then forged friendships. Nice. We also uh, paired with Antari Scorpions. Uh, they were with, um, Great, was it Great Death Legion? I don't remember exactly what they were, but um, they were also house marks for FRR, and we all joined forces to fight against the scourge of the clan invasion, and it was extremely difficult. But uh, a lot of good stories were forged there, a lot of good Mech the Dane-style videos, some good role-play in the forums, too. I actually uh, wrote up a few. I went back and read them today, kind of flexed my RP muscle a little bit to... You were admiring your own work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you know, like Commander <laughs> Bandit uh, sending his jump ships off to take planets and stuff, whatever. Nice. You know, it, was, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, and especially with the video productions and stuff, that was an absolute blast. But uh, the the best thing, of course, about it is just the player-created stories. I mean, you could go and you could fight whatever, but following what's happening in the Inner Sphere and seeing the drama unfold is... Uh, it reminds me a lot of Eve, Eve Online, where Hell it's yeah, all just player-generated and, stuff. Politics. Yeah. Uh, there was deception in the Alpha too. Total. We got Eve backstabbed. Online. We got backstabbed by the Merrick bastards. <laughs> decided to turn around and attack us. But no, there was a lot of really great stuff there, and I I enjoyed it. And so then after that Alpha test ended, I'm just sitting here waiting for it to come back. I knew Xavier was working on revamping the entire automation, f- refreshing it. Getting it into a new new uh, new code, I'm sure, a new language or anything like that. Just completely redoing it. And uh, I was just waiting patiently for it to come back, and then here it comes. So I got super excited, decided to throw my weight behind it for whatever that's worth. And, uh, of course, it's I am worse. It's worth less now. now. <laughs> it's worth... <laughs> Hey, ah, ah, <laughs> see what you do there. Yeah. Ah. Hey, so are you both going to be involved? And Xavier, I'll start with you. Are you just going to administer? Or are you going to play? What's uh, what are you going to be doing? Um, I would love to play, but it's one of those things where it's kind of a conflict of interest when you can see everybody's data, even if it's not a. I mean, I wouldn't do anything with it but there's the perception that hey he can see what we're doing i don't necessarily you know so rather than just rather than deal that just eliminate the possibility by not playing my team's playing uh other people are running it but i'm i'm certainly not going to be uh involved in running that team don't worry we will start drama and we will uh call out your under the table dealings just to <laughs> spice things up a little bit i was just gonna say just do play comstar i mean they have all the data anyways on all the you know houses so you know i think that would be appropriate what about you bandit now you did the way you just uh, worded that it makes me think you're going to be participating <laughs> i actually am um so as i am an admin but i am more on the pr side and of course answering questions that people might have uh, but I was I wanted to try and drum up excitement for the league and stuff, and that's kind of my where I'm at. But um, you know, of course, I have to understand the rules and everything so I can help people out. But that's at least where I'm at right now. But I will be a pilot 
under Mechthedane in the Isengrim. We will be representing a periphery faction called the Jarl Folk, I believe it is Yarn what he folk. called it. Yarn, Yarn Folk. Yarn, I don't even know my own faction. Jeez. Can you make me a sweater? A scarf? Something? Yarn. Yarn. It's with a J. Oh, Yarn okay. Of course. Folk, folk, folk. <laughs> so I will be dropping with Mech the Dane and the rest of the Isengrim, and uh, we will be conquesting the entirety of the Inner Sphere soon. Stay tuned. I was going to say... Sounds good. So, obviously, you guys sound a lot different than what we currently have out there. With similarities, uh, uh, something like Proxis comes to mind with, the, you know, MRBC has a little bit more uh, in-depth to it than, let's just say, Ron Hunter or Die or even, like, the World Tourney and stuff like that. I, I can already hear... I already know the differences right off the bat, and you guys sort of pointed them out earlier. The question I have for you guys more is, what does that do to the experience? Like... What what experience are you offering compared to the others? Uh, because with that logistics and with that sort of metagame, if you will, of information and deception possibly and all that, what what are, what are you guys hoping to sort of bring to the table there? Uh, Bandit already mentioned it, drama. It's not MBT without drama. And Phil, it's not you might Battle remember. without drama, is <laughs> That's it? That's true. So, Phil, you probably remember back in the Mech 4 days, there was plenty of drama in MBT. No end of drama. Uh, but that's what makes MBT interesting, is it's the community. I mean, as well as the depth of the game. I mean, there are so many different things you can do, as opposed to just buying mechs and having to move them into place. The things you can do to, you know, there's a lot of game theory involved. It sounds weird to talk about that in terms of a game, but there's more game theory involved in trying to figure out if I do this, what will they do? And if they do that, you know, you're trying to think three and four steps ahead of your opponents to try to you know, implement your strategy. Gotcha. All right. Here's my follow up. So there's a lot of logistics. There's a lot of drama. Is there any action? Uh, plenty of action. Um, Cause you're going to drop in and you're actually in a fight, right? You're going to, your, your battles are going to determine whether you disrupt a supply line or you destroy a factory or whatever. Right. And you're going to be able to point and click and destroy the enemy mechs. There's going to be a lot of action as well. Right. Absolutely. Um, so there's two different types of things you can do in the MBT. There are everything's all the battles right now, you know, apart from clan trials are at sector scale. So you have sector raids and sector assaults, sector raids. You're doing things like, trying you're either going to steal something from the enemy you're going to force some sort of uh, economic or political effect on the enemy to disrupt their ability to do stuff you're going to disrupt or destroy their resources um those are going to be three four five drop battles depending on the size of the sector uh, and then you have sector assaults when you're going in to take the territory and those those can be pretty lengthy uh but then again, you're playing for six to fourteen planets at a time. Um, so uh, let me let me. I don't know if you've answered this because I, well, I was getting that. But uh, okay, so someone, you, what about equipment battle mechs? Uh, is there restrictions? Is there is it stock only? You know, what about customization? Does that play into effect? Are you only able to have X amount of type of weapons? How, how does that work? And do no, do do units start off on equal ground at the beginning of the 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 you know season or whatever? Like, does everybody have you know a certain amount of battle points or whatever t- towards their their mech collection or whatever? Uh, no, I mean you start off with a scaled amount of resources that matches your faction size. So obviously, smaller periphery states are going to have less stuff than Fed Sons, for example, who's got five hundred twelve planets. Um, so you. It's definitely not. I guess you'd say it's not symmetric. It's not. Uh, it's not equal. It's not fair. Uh, but it's all right. right. It's, yeah. it's not supposed to be either. You know, you're gotcha. not supposed. You to know be what able you to... have when you're going into it, right. though. Like you know what you're getting into, and it's kind of like, uh, do I want to be in hard mode and pick a faction that has very little resources, knowing that I can outskill my opponent, or do I want to start off with a lot of resources but potentially be attacked from like seven different directions, kind of thing. Right, and that's one of the things that uh, you mentioned Dane. Dane, for example, is looking for a challenge. So he took a very small periphery, and he's going to try to uh, impose his will by might. 
And we don't have any factories either, by the way. We have we have oh, our have... inventory, and that's it. I don't think we have any factories. Let's look. I thought you had one. Give me factories. You do now. Every, everyone should have factories. Nobody's going to give you them. Something. Bandit, you have to take them. Man. Okay. It's the that's the rights. The passage. You gotta you know take, but take yeah, that. So what you... is yours? So what you do is uh, teams will take a faction that matches their anticipated activity level or their anticipated level of competitiveness. Uh, pretty much everyone knew who was where on the map. Uh, it was, I'm not going to say a foregone conclusion, but I was really hoping that HHOD would sign up for uh, Davion, which they did. So, I mean, it's kind of like you could build. People have their favorites for sure. Exactly. So, I mean, there you can take factions around Davion if you wanted to play HHOD. So, I mean, you knew that going in. Uh, yeah, I may not have as much. I know who I'm playing. I know what I can do. I know what to expect, basically. Okay, so you, you've got the Inner Sphere. You've got these different faction houses, mercs. Uh, you've got all these. Are, are there unique attributes to playing a smaller? Like, uh, you know, obviously you're talking about territory. Are you able to be a smaller faction, but, hey, I can leapfrog and get, like, three places in and hit behind enemy lines? Or what, are there any uniqueness to playing the different uh you know smaller smaller instead of just going big or vice versa yeah there are unique uh, jump types for example for the uh, periphery the periphery can jump around all the you know through all of the other periphery uh periphery states something that i mean if fed sons wanted to get to the other side of free worlds league it would take a long time whereas a periphery could do it in one or two jumps gotcha um Mercenaries have an additional ability as well that allows them to easily jump to uh, into their employer space when they take a contract. Uh, the clans can jump back and forth between their home worlds and the invasion if they, you know, if there are, are invasion clans. So, I mean, Clan Wolf, for example, can have uh, factories up in the home worlds and supply their uh, you know, their invasion forces with. Uh, Mechs from those factories using the uh, the clan homeworld jump. And so now a as a mercenary, is... I was able to jump pretty far too because we took a contract with House Liao last time in Alpha because they had a call out. They, they needed help against somebody that was kind of kicking their butt, so they contracted our team to temporarily come down there. We loaded up a, ju- a jump ship with a lot of lot of the clan mechs that we had taken from Clan Wolf, took them down to House Liao, and started helping them push back against that team. Uh, which was actually Flavor of the Month Gaming, was controlling the um, Magistracy of Canopus. Uh, and so we started fighting against them, and we got a nice, pretty payday there, and uh, was able to buy, I think that was TCAF, bought them some uh, reprieve and stuff like that. But we were able to basically jump all the way from the FRR in like one or two jumps and get down to House Lao to, to do our job. See, what you just described there is what gets me excited not fighting for house leal <laughs> unfortunately but the rest of it <laughs> just the fact that you know somebody was able to hire you you load up a drop ship with your 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 salvaged mechs and you head out uh to take up a, a job i love that that's what gets me excited about nbt um phil had the a negotiation the negotiations was fun too the diplomacy oh yeah i remember i remember i was doing the negotiations with that team and we had it was like we're sitting at a freaking business table discussing the rate, pay so rates cool, and man. stuff like that. And like, and I'm like, this is how many mechs I can bring, and I can promise you this many like battles with these this is, mechs and stuff. This and is BattleTech like, Mech Warrior the... brought to freaking life. I mean, that's what it is. It's it's getting to actually like take part in in the novels and 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 you know be a part of the whole uh, the whole scene. I love that. Um, Phil, you wanted to ask about stock. Yeah, is this stock only, or are you guys allowing customization? No, it's full custom. Okay. Full custom, and you know, one of the things that Bannett mentioned about MRBC, in order to give everyone a level playing field, is they will. You know, there's no Hero Max, no no non C bill variants. Uh, in MBT, we're allowing use of heroes and non C bills and uh, MC Max. Basically. Uh, Really, no restrictions at all. Uh, in the alpha, we had to restrict streaks because they were just so obnoxiously overpowered, and the drop tonnages were a lot lighter. So you ended up with uh, in clan versus IS bottles. You ended up seeing however many streak crows and uh, streak arctic cheetahs against IS lights, and it just it didn't work out well. So we ended up having to ban those. But I don't think we're gonna have to do that this time. 
And that of course, was... it is important to note though that this is kind of a beta in turn in a way. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna be dynamic as things come up. If it turns out that you know having Hero Max is a terrible idea. If it comes to light that it's a terrible idea, we'll have to evaluate that and, and adapt to sure. it. But that's what we're starting with right now, and then we'll see where it goes. And that was actually cool. that was leading into my next question, which was uh, Max and the balance between Clan and IS, and even IS versus IS. Uh, you know, how does that work? I mean, is it determined like okay, you only have this amount of tonnage, but it also plays into what Max you have available. Um, what about Omni mechs? Are they just treated as just one mech? So you only have a Timberwolf. You don't have to worry about the Omni pods used and stuff like that. Uh, correct. Basically, everything's an Omni. Uh, we're doing it by chassis. We tried by variant in the Alpha, and it ended up uh, being a logistical nightmare, both in trying to, mainly trying to match the mechs you could purchase with the mechs your pilots had in the game. So this time we're going with. Uh, chassis based system on both sides so like you said the omnipods won't matter uh your is variants won't matter you know panther is a panther and awesome is an awesome a warhammer is a warhammer gotcha mm, warhammer all right um <laughs> so let's see there was a question in chat oh yeah um you guys mentioned you can you know you can be a part of a, a smaller unit you can be a part of a big unit does that affect the amount of time that uh, one would expect to be playing each week? Um, you know, do you have any idea already? Like if, you know, basically how much time involvement is, is going to be going on here? Um, it's largely self-regulated by the teams that are in the factions. Smaller units have, so there's our, there's a system of defend limits. Uh, everyone has, you know, a certain number of defense slots, whether that be a raider or an assault. Uh, smaller units have one, and larger units have two. So larger units will always have to be able to fight at least two battles ongoing at the same time, smaller units one. You can self-regulate that. If you want more activity, you just attack more. Um, so you can always attack up to your defend limit. So larger units, they can have two attacks and two defends going at the same time. Now, if you think about that, it doesn't sound like a lot, but that's probably four nights a week of playing, just in the league. And is this 12v12? Is it, is it, how does that go as far as like player uh, it's, numbers? It's 8v8. Everything's 8v8. Okay. Um, cool. You know, Darren, this reminds me a lot. You know, we've talked about, um, you know, World of Tanks and the competitive league. We've talked about faction play in MWO. And, you know, one of the things that I've always wanted and it seems like this offers is when you have battles you already know ahead of time right it's not like you just sign up for a battle and it happens right this second what you guys are talking about is sort of like scheduling out so you already know is it a few days ahead or is it a week ahead hey i need you guys here at this point in time these are the mechs that we're taking these are the loadouts where we're having and then hey we've also got drop two so hey you know uh, group two you guys need to be ready and on your game as well i mean that's this is the type of logistics you guys are, you know, tossing out there. It doesn't just seem like, uh, you know, you have a battle right that, right then and there. Oh, crap, well, where is our players? We don't have enough guys. Everything's already laid out in front of you. Boom, you get the battle done, and you may be done, or you move on to your next match or whatever. So it's just nice and clean. That's what it seems like. Am I correct? Yeah, it's definitely scheduled. Uh, there's a system in there where, you know, if two teams want to play right now, they can launch a battle and five minutes later be playing it. But in generally, what you're going to do is you're going to launch a battle. Uh, your opponent's going to see that. Everyone's going to reinforce, make sure they have everything uh, there in the sector for the battle that they want. Uh, at the same time, they're going to schedule when they're going to play it, which is usually sometime within the next week after the battle's launched. I mean, you either play the raid or to start playing the uh, the assault. So it's All more right. like MRBC in that regard than it is uh, okay. Faction or CompQ. One thing that is a little bit different, though, is is you're controlling a faction, but you can have multiple units that represent that faction. And what we're seeing is um, bigger factions where they know they're going to be doing like four battles a week uh, will be teaming up multiple units together to be able to handle that workload and even even cross region like you'll have a faction that's got an Australian team and an American team and a European team all on there so they can respond to whatever time of day that a battle might come in on 
and and we see that more more and more often for the bigger teams and it actually works pretty well uh being able to share that you know the power and then you can pick like the best pilots for the job too or you can combine uh even with in the alpha uh with the house mercs uh it's a little bit different this time but we were doing combo teams where we'd have like three or four Isengrim players, two Marine Mechs, and two Antares Scorpions, and we'd all play together. And, uh, you know, it's like the best pilots from all of them, and we would go in and, and win a match and stuff. So there's ways to share that workload and make it easier so you don't just have to worry about a 12-man team shouldering four matches a week. Gotcha. Um, another question. question from chat. You want to... Oh, I, I was, I was going to ask um, when it comes to... How are you going to rate mechs? Are you rating mechs on like a battle value uh, system, and or is it more of like a C bill cost? And of course, that goes to production and logistics. Um, the, basically, you bring whatever fits in the tonnage to the battles and whatever you can afford. Um, we're trying to let market forces enforce scarcity and you know, produce variety in the loadouts that people bring to the, the battles. Uh, so basically what's going to happen is if hunchbacks are super popular and everyone's buying them, it's going to be hard to get them and they're going to be expensive. So if you want to go fight a battle, you may have to pick a different 50 ton or something different entirely. You're not going to be able to keep bringing just the, uh, the meta mechs all the time because it's eventually going to get, it just won't be viable. Um, does that answer your question? Yeah, there, there's. I'm going to try and uh, get to some of these questions in chat, even though we do have some more of our own questions. Um, I just see them scrolling by. If I if we don't ask, guys, it's fine to you know, to ask again. Um, Naderus asks, um, how are you going to handle faction specific equipment like aerospace tanks and dropships that aren't represented in MWO as as far as the MWO client? Uh, we are not. Uh, once MWO is up and running smoothly, uh, probably going to look at basically integrating MBT and Megamech, which has support for all of that. So if you want to play the full combined arms battle tech experience uh, in the future, I don't have a time uh, date for it, but in the future there ought to be a Megamech league. Okay. And that does hit up again. Uh, Bandit did mention earlier, this is, would you call the, the when it launches here soon uh beta right yeah it's probably beta he's right it's uh it's a brand new code base that i started writing really 2 years ago on and off and is really I, i've picked up steam the past few months as we get closer to launch but everything about it is new uh so there's going to be bugs there's i'm hoping that when we launch there's no bugs that blow away someone's entire faction um <laughs> Just call it early access. That's what everybody's doing now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's when you just let your users be your beta testers. Yep, which is fine. I mean, we all want you know the the the, the league uh, to be as great as possible, so we're all going to help uh, test it and iron out the kinks or whatever. Another question from chat is, how do we find out what mechs we have access to? For example, if they're clan ghost bearer, they get the Kodiak, but what else? Um, any clan mech you want, uh, you can pick during setup. Uh, if you're a clan ghost bear, uh, you can see what your factories produce. But one of the uh, you know, bandit uh, alluded to this too: the diplomacy and the you know, dealings with other, other units. You don't have to make everything that you use. Uh, if you are allied with another unit or allied with another unit, you can purchase from their factories. That's cool. So, so you're, what you're saying is it's like... important to set up the right alliances and maintain them. So what yeah, you're saying the is right the, the Kodiaks literally the the Ghost Bear is maybe the main manufacturer in that, but you can buy them, but maybe they're like, ah, well, you're going to pay more for them now, you know, or something like that. Or then you don't want to pay for them, you try to raid some other factories to get some. I mean, that's sort of what it, it goes down to, right? Yeah, I mean, if you really need Kodiaks and Ghost Bear is the only one handy who produces them or has them, then if they're not going to allow you to buy them, you're going to have to go take them. Damn right. All right, so there's obviously some skill involved as far as you drop into a match. Oh, you got all blurry. <laughs> there you go. So you you drop into a match and you're playing against other players, 8v8. Do you need to be a top player, like a comp player to enjoy NBT? What, what do you guys think? Uh, you do not. Uh, I think we've got the map set up pretty well 
for competitive balance, the teams who are near each other and likely to fight each other are going to be pretty evenly matched. And if you do get into a mismatch, um, you know, one of the things, th- there were two ways I would have liked the, the map set up to go. One was all of the top tier Div A teams take the big houses and you know everyone else sort of filling around the edges. The way it ended up is we have a whole bunch of teams that are really into the game, and if any imbalances do create uh, crop up, a lot of your top Div B and uh, Div A teams have taken marks this time, so you can hire them to go solve your problem for you. And isn't that sort of the point, though, is sort of like you're going to run into people that are potentially just straight up better, but there are solutions out there to solve your problem, whether it's mercs or... Maybe we don't want to piss off the ghost bears because they're really good or whatever. So, I mean, to me, that's that's one of the factors that I really liked. Um, but that brings up a question that I have, which is, what is the end goal here? Like, is it just to survive? Is it for... Get everybody to quit. Right? To, to like, Is it to, Get to everybody take to over? Is it, you know, it, obviously, if you're lore-wise, if you're the clans, right, it's to get to Terra and all that, blah, blah, blah. But... From a motivational standpoint, um, is it just purely intrinsic? Is it is it one of those where we do just want to be the best? Is that what's going to be pushing? Um, probably wanting to be the best is part of it. It's it's a large part of it. Wanting to, uh, you know, if you are, if you're a house, you, know, you maybe you want to be the dominant house. You know, if you're a merc, maybe you want to have the top MRBC rating. Um, if you're a clan. It's 3062. We can't push the tariff for another five years. So it's it's a good question. It's a question MBT has always struggled with. Uh, I know in the past, Dark Phoenix has experimented with allowing units to have objectives to shoot for. And if they would reach his objectives or if they uh, you know, accomplish them, he'd like give them additional stuff in the automation. I'm trying to think of, and have been for a while, trying to think of ways to have an end game. And and, an end game is also not really the right word either because so much time and effort is put into the league that just having an end seems like, okay, I just spent a year of my life doing what? Gotcha. Um, So I'm just, I'm, it's I like would say having fun. You spent a year of your life having fun. It's like having like seasonal milestones, I guess. Like as a group, like what is our right. goal for this season? You know, would be okay. We want to increase our territory by ten percent or whatever. I mean, and it's, I know that was a loaded question. It's just it's one of those where I feel like that's one of the beauties of something like this as well. It's something that uh, me and Darren we talked about Eve Online. Like you, it's a giant sandbox, and you as a group. And in this case, uh, you as a, a house, a merc, a clan, you write your experience and you push towards your goals of whatever those goals are. And here's the thing that I really like and it's something that you can have a group that's out there is their goal is just to create mayhem. Like in and Bandit, you, you were sort of hinting at that. that that's you guys were going to go out there and just let's let's stir the pot let's see let's you know well, i was i was chasing the almighty sea bill personally but uh, <laughs> i think was. i i was uh more of an exterminator we were taking care of a rodent problem in house lao and stuff so they were creating mayhem and they had some really good rp too it was hilarious that was those guys were absolutely completely Crazy. ridiculous i don't know yeah. if you you know the moc is uh it's mostly females right i, I guess that's my understanding of it is there it's a uh, um female run faction i guess is my understanding yeah, they but are. they they role played it pretty well i yeah. got to say right on uh, i think their uh their leader or whatever their their god was beyonce or something it was it was hilarious but not romano uh, so, somebody had to go take care of that uh threat and uh so we answered the call you guys mentioned some dates um potential of seasons or or whatever are you starting off at any particular date are there any mechs that are going to be excluded because of date Etc. Um, no. If it's in MWO, it's in the game. It's in. If it's in MWO, it's in the game. Uh, as soon as the like, as soon as the next mech pack comes out, it'll show up in somebody's factories, and, and maybe we'll possibly sprinkle some in the black market so everyone can have some. I can I just say I'm friggin' excited for this. I I like I want it to happen now. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we talked about you. You don't need to be a top player. I mean, there's obviously a, a place for that, and and having the skills will definitely benefit your team. 
or unit or whatever you're part of. Um, but with all these logistics and, and knowing, you know, all that aspect of battle tech, do you need to be a lore head? And, you know, I use that term, I'm not making fun of anybody, but the people that are out there that, you know, are totally into the backstory and, and are a Wikipedia like Phil and, and maybe uh, bandit or whatever of, of all the different mechs and, and the planets and, and politics or whatever. Do you need that to enjoy NBT? Uh, not at all. When I joined MBT, I had never heard of Battletech and loved it immediately. Uh, if you do love the lore, I think you'll also like Net Battletech. Um, there's a lot of lore to it. We're not bound by lore. You know, we use lore as the guide, but I think it was mentioned earlier that we write our own story. So as DP always uh, said, I feel like I'm you know, the great sage Who's passing passed on, on from Phoenix. generation to generation. Yeah, he uh, he specifically said though that you know use lore as a guide. It's not uh, it's it's not your bounds. It's a starting point. Yeah, I think that's good. All right, and there's a lot of people that uh, are out there that are interested. I see in chat um, that are not a part of a team or a unit or a group of any uh, type or whatever. Can I'm, you tell me? I'm gonna one? I'm gonna get involved. I'm saying it now. Uh, <laughs> see phil got excited just from this podcast well yeah i mean i knew i knew mbt was coming out i knew we were having the podcast with you guys and it's it's it it's everything that uh i remember and it's everything that uh phil uh bandit just pointed out we do have a countdown on time no, is sh- that really gonna sh- no we shouldn't <laughs> i see it too anyway if we all go black again we we know what's going on um so do you need to be in a unit can you play solo if you need to be in a group is there a way for people to you know is there a recruitment form on mwo what what do you do if you want to play in your solo what do you do if you want to play and you have a unit um there is currently nothing specifically uh coded for solo or lone wolf players in mbt we're thinking about different ways to make it uh make that possible but right now you'd have to join a team that was in mbt or if you're already in a team just you know, go to the website and click on the factions link. And if you see a faction that's available that you uh, that you would like to take, just apply for it. As for uh, individual pilots, we don't have any system in there right now for a hiring hall within the game. It is something that we're exploring, though. We really want to try and find a way to get solo pilots involved somehow. Uh, the logistics of that, we want to make sure that if we do it, we want to do it right. Uh, but until we get to that point, we're putting a focus on directing people to forum hiring halls, to our uh, Discord, uh, and just have people indicate, hey, I want to participate in this. And uh, there are teams out there that will take on pilots that don't necessarily need you to take up with their unit. You know, you can you can offer your services, and it happens even in MRBC where it's like, I just want to play, I want to offer my services, and I want to play for a faction and I don't necessarily want to join your unit. And some teams are fine with that. Some teams aren't, but some teams are. And so we want to be able to support uh, directing people's attention to those forums and and stuff to allow those connections to be made. Uh, There is, of course, the hiring hall within the competitive forums on the MWO uh, um, forums. Um, there's a place in there where individual pilots can post their, hey, I want to join a team. But there's also places in there where units can post their advertisements as well. So you can make connections there and just indicate that you want to participate in NVT. Uh, But of course, Discord is kind of the platform that we do a lot of our conversations on and stuff for NVT administration. There is a hiring hall in there. Uh, so you can post in that hiring hall saying, hey, I'm looking for a team, and you're almost guaranteed to have somebody uh, message you, especially if people are controlling larger houses and stuff. They need all the help they can get to make sure that they can field pilots for a lot of these battles. And especially since, I, even from my experience, I mean, we were up against a relatively large team, and uh, you know, pilot attrition is a thing, and we were hitting them and hitting them and hitting them, and, and you started... Uh, getting into their second-tier pilots and stuff because their first-tier pilots were starting to be overwhelmed by attacks and stuff. So there's merit to bringing on more and more pilots to to really shoulder that load. Excellent. Now, I know Phil's going to have an opportunity because uh, he's going to get Opie all over getting uh, Wolves in Exile involved in one way or another. 
but I do not currently have a unit. So I am looking, guys, if anybody out there <laughs> has a team and they're looking for... I Sorry, dude, we have, we have we have a strict age limit. I, yeah. I didn't make the no. rules. Like, I, We're I not the freaking um, clans, man. You know, uh, that's like, the other thing. I'm Intersphere only, right. so you dirty clanners, stay away. Don't contact me. But well, I'm Wolf in Exile. I'm a, I'm a clanner. There. I'm just protecting the Intersphere. <laughs> what, what, you know, I'm a warden. What, what, why are you hating? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I'm serious. I am looking. Uh, contact me. Um, <laughs> when does NBT start? What are you guys looking at as far as uh, a green light? Like I said, probably the next, you know, a little more than a week. I'm hoping live fire can start. It depends on when everyone is done with their, everyone's got the faction set up how they like them. And when I can be sure that the, uh, the, the, basic systems we need to launch battles and move stuff around doesn't blow up excellent i'm sorry i'm just enjoying chat it is important to note though that just because we have kind of a go live going on in the next week or so that uh that doesn't mean that new teams couldn't still sign up uh you know if somebody really wants to come in they're more than welcome uh there's going to be like this initial setup period where we just have to kind of get through it and make sure everything's working and then after that kind of settles down any new teams that apply, you know, they'll work with Xavier to actually get slotted into those factions. And we would rather have more teams show up and take those factions instead of having vacant land in the inner sphere kind of thing. Also, to clarify, Damaski, uh, no, I think you're misunderstanding. They've created a third-party website, NetBattleTech, that utilizes MechWare Online as the game that's played, a private lobby. There are no, there's no mixed tech that that's, if you can't do it in MWO physically, you can't do it. So just to clarify, I think you've posted a few things that you're misconstruing a few things. There's no aerotech, there's no tanks, there's no dropships physically in MWO as far as, well, there are dropships. But what happens is you have a match, it then kicks a battle report number, number ID, you take that ID and you plug it in NBT, you submit it, it'll obviously deduct uh max if you lost them or wobble you know that whole system so um this is totally separate so uh hopefully there's that clarification now so also you can go to netbattletech.com if you scroll down on that uh, home page there's information about getting involved visit the official forums you got uh, netbattletech team speak discord all that you got you can get in touch with these guys and uh get your unit involved or find yourself a unit to get involved with like i will be doing it's cool. I'm seeing people in chat that uh, have played NBT before that are coming back to it. Uh, for example, uh, Rough there. He actually, when he streams, he goes by NBT Rough. So um, it's cool to have people coming back and uh, participating in this again and being as excited about it as obviously Phil and I are. And you will see us uh, participating and hopefully streaming and um, you know getting as involved as we can. By the way, API hype. Yeah, I also want to say one thing about the uh, the teams just because you see a team is quote unquote taken doesn't mean that we don't need additional help there. I would love to have a, an AP footprint, an EU footprint and an NA footprint in all the factions so that the everyone has someone to play and that the uh, the league goes on around the clock. That'd be awesome. Excellent. All right, guys, uh, we are going to wrap up our interview with Xavier and Bandit. Um, is there anything, guys, that we missed? Uh, that's to both of you, Xavier and Bandit, that you'd like to say? Any uh, well, look, final if, words? If it, on... if it blacks out, we'll, uh, we've already upgraded it. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll just yeah. Okay, but no, I'm, I'm, but we are. At the end <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want right. to rush and rush and be like, all right, that's it. Blah, blah, blah. Get the hell out of here, with <laughs> right? Um, um, no, but is there anything that you want to say? Go ahead. I do want to thank a bunch of people. Uh, this does not happen alone. Uh, this, there wouldn't be MBT. I mean, even going back into the alpha, if it wasn't for uh, Deadfire of 228, who basically dragged me into uh, pulling the alpha together just to see if there was any interest. Turned thanks, out Dadfire. There's a bunch of interest. Thank yeah, you, Deadfire. Thank you, Deadfire. Um, thanks to everyone who. Uh, we just went black, but we're still here. It's That's all right. Fine. Yeah, thanks to everyone who played it the first time and has come back the second time. Uh, thanks to Bandit and uh, Lukoi this time for really helping. I mean, I didn't really have the most amount, uh, a ton of time to work on community relations. And Bandit, Lukoi, and uh, Mech the Dane, for example, have been super helpful 
and just spreading the word and getting like Luke Hoy was organizing uh, teams and you know, asking teams if they're willing to share, trying to uh, fill up the map. Bandit has been just awesome. Aw, um, I'm blushing again. We already know that about Bandit. <laughs> it's, I'm so so lucky to have Bandit around this time. It's just, there's things these guys bring to the table that I can't do or don't have the time to do and just makes all this possible. It takes a village. Yes. Cool. Very awesome. Uh, yeah, thank you to all of those that he listed as uh, supporters. We appreciate it. We, the players, um, definitely looking forward to it. Bandit, do you there's, have any? Yeah, there's uh, one more thing point I wanted to make, and that's... Uh, we don't we don't have anything in place right now, uh, firm. But uh, one of the cool things about this, and it happens in Eve all the time. Uh, in in Eve, there'd be all this stuff happening, right? And I didn't even play that game for the longest time. Like I I played it and then I stopped. And I like years later, I was still reading about all the cool shit that happened in that game. And that's that's the kind of stuff that can happen here. Even if you're not participating in NBT, maybe you're not a good enough pilot or you feel you're not a good enough pilot pilot to contribute or whatever, and you just want to follow the action, you know, there's ways to follow the action. The stories write themselves, and we really want to start putting a focus on bringing some of these stories to to the light. There's been thoughts of maybe having some sort of like a like a news program saying like hell this yeah is what like happened a weekly the, news thing yeah, right? exactly like this is what happened into the inner sphere almost like an MRBC report except there's a lot more to talk about because it's not just a bunch of teams that fight each other it's there's stuff being won there's stuff being lost there's upsets there's diplomacy there's all kinds of stuff you could have advertisements see people saying like contact. Joe Schmo in the FRR, he's looking for a Merc unit or something. All this different stuff that could really add a lot of flair to it. And it's something that we're interested in doing. Just got to work out the logistics and stuff. But really, the the biggest thing is that there needs to be an audience that is interested in seeing that. And if, you know, if people want to see, like, updates as to what's happening, even if you're not actually playing in the league, that's going to, you know, really light a fire under people's butts to start producing that content. And I think that in general will just make MechWarrior Online look that much more appealing, too. Yeah, I think it's going to be awesome. Uh, again, if you guys want to check it out, head to netbattletech.com. It's right there in chat. Um, and I'm, I'm positive there's going to be interest here. And like you said, you know, we're all going to write the story and that's what's exciting about it. Um, so definitely looking forward to it. And we will have you guys back again once it's launched, once people have been playing it for a while and, uh, you know, there's new things to discuss or whatever. But again, even though we can't see you, uh, I want to thank you, <laughs> Xavier, and thank you, Bandit, for being here and sharing this info with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, yes, well, th- thanks for letting us sound off, too. Exactly. Thanks for having us on. We'll make sure next time uh, our bill was paid on time. I don't, <laughs> I don't really... That's uh, stupid. Anyways... Guys, yeah. it's been a pleasure. I'm super excited. I'm going to be getting involved. Obviously, I need to reach out to my uh, my comms officers and all that. So, Opie and Lathmere, prepare yourself. Lots of paperwork. Prepare here. thyself for oh. logistics. But, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for coming out. Um, I know a lot of you guys will be interested, so head over to their website. Darren, just drop those links in chat. And if you're listening post, we will make sure it's in the link in the description on YouTube. And, of course, you can find it on our SoundCloud recording as well. Um, but yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you again. Um, so in other news, Darren, we just want to blow it through well, this yeah, really quick. Uh, or? Xavier and Bandit, you're welcome to stick around or take off whatever you got to do. We are going to go through a little bit of news for uh, Battletech and uh, MechWar Online, and then we're going to shut down for the evening. But uh, again, thank you for being here, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Yep. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Guys. Later. All right. In other news, Battletech. Yes, Battletech is, as most of you know, currently in the backers beta. Um, we've been playing the heck out of it, filming myself. Uh, it is single player skirmish mode right now only, um, which is driving me a little crazy. Uh, Just a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. But I hear there may be some multiplayer news coming out there is very an update. soon. Yeah, there's an update that basically says as much. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, other I, things like balance changes, and I think they're are they at, are they at Gen Con? What's going on right now? Is it one of the cons? Yeah, I think anyway. Mitch Mitch wasn't going to be there. I think he he made that clear in that last recording. But uh, yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, I, I expect that we're going to hear more news from uh, Harebrained Schemes shortly, soon, uh, maybe when they get back from wherever they're at right now. Um, very much looking forward to that. Of course, multiplayer is going to add a whole new aspect and ability for us to stream and play against yep. you guys out there and I'm so forth. Some of yep. you guys are going to die because some of you guys are going to be my Mac Warriors. Prepare yourself. Motion. No doubt. And then moving on to MWO, um, as many of you know, again, MechCon 2017 tickets are for sale. Go to mwomercs.com forward slash MechCon. There's a website up there. It's got all the information. Um, So many people going this year. It's going to be bigger than last year. Um, If any of you regretted not going last year, be sure to get your tickets. Now, the earlier you do it, the better the deal is going to be on travel and uh, hotel. It's all in one place this time. So the hotel that you're staying at or you can stay at is also the hotel that will be hosting the event. Um, Like I said, tons of people. We haven't uh, released the list of the VIPs that will be there this year. But if uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that there's going to be more than were there last year. So maybe some of your favorite YouTubers or Twitch streamers. Or, I don't know, voice people and the Mech Warrior titles. Am I speaking of any individual in particular? Maybe. But it's going to be fun, uh, just like it was last year. Totally looking forward to it. And as as part of, obviously, MechCon 2017, that is the finals of MWOWC, uh, which Bandit is also involved in as a shoutcaster. Uh, so MWOWC 2017, the tournament support pack is for sale right now. I'll drop the uh, link in chat in a second. Um, if you buy the tournament support pack, which is only $10, it gives you a 10% boost to all of your C-bill and experience earnings until December 31st this year at midnight. So that's a long time, and that stacks on everything else, uh, premium time, premium max, et cetera. And if you have so, those uh, other items in the cockpit, it's 100%. So premium yeah, mech get, bonus, it's 100% C-bill. Yeah, it's boost. crazy. And so you get a standing cockpit item, you get a mounted cockpit item, you get a hanging cockpit item, you get decal badge and the title, The Altruist. But uh, it's really that boost, which is super beneficial. Stacks with everything. And like Phil said, you can if you have everything, you can get up to 100% boost on those things. So, if you and plus, buying that for $10 supports uh, the tournament, the, the, yeah. the prize pool. So, um, it's totally worth it. Phil and I got ours, and we'll be giving some away, which we'll buy, because we're not, we don't just give away um, you know, these support packs, every little bit counts. It goes to the tournament. So we're excited about that. Check that out. I'll drop the link right now. And, uh, Phil, why don't you take us into this part? Yeah. I just want to say thank you again, guys, uh, for supporting us. You viewers, you listeners, beautiful bastards. Thank you guys so much for supporting us, whether it's, uh, listening, whether it's watching live, just want to say thank you again. Uh, speaking of support, if you, uh, you guys would please consider supporting us uh, by a variety of ways. Uh, one, you can subscribe to the channel. One, did you know you can sub for free? Uh, if you have Amazon Prime, you link your uh, Twitch account. You get what's called Twitch Prime. You get allows you to sub every single month. We'll drop that information in the chat. It takes about 30 seconds to do. It's a great pathway of supporting the channel. And, of course, when we do hit our next uh, uh, sub point goal, I think we're around three, uh, 250 right now. When we get to 300, we're doing this uh, at least a 12-hour stream. Darren, I don't know if I'll do 12 and then he's doing 12. We'll, we're going to do something crazy. Or we'll do shifts and we'll do 24 yeah. total. Or yeah, something. 24. I don't know. And then, of course, uh, if you guys want to, you become a patron as well. Information, of course, is down below. And uh, if you do any shopping on Amazon, we would appreciate if you use our link down below. That's all. All you got to do is click through, maybe even bookmark it, shop like you normally do. We get a small kickback. No personal inform- information given, but it's just how Amazon affiliate works. So I just want to say thank you again. If you hey, choose Phil. to do that. Yo. Do you like meat? Um, I like beef jerky and steak. So do I. And we are proudly sponsored by Nick's Jerky. That's N-I-K-S jerky.com. Be sure to head on over to nixjerky.com right now. If you enter in the code NGNG, you get 5% off. And what is your favorite flavor, Phil? Chipotle lime. And I actually have a pound that I just took out last night and put in no the No shit. Yeah. Are so, you going to show it? Well, it's downstairs. No, it's... it's. Show your meat, Phil, right I'm now not, on I'm, stream. I, I'm shy, man. No. My favorite is the original flavor, and uh, I love brown sugar. Um, but it's totally good. And like I just said, Phil and I know our meat. And this is good no, shit. No, you so know. You don't, like... don't drag me into this. I don't... I was not... <laughs> if you like beef jerky, please help us and help them. NixJerky.com. N-I-K-S Jerky.com. Also, be sure to check out our website at NoGutsNoGalaxy.net. Check us out on Twitch at NGNGTV. 
on YouTube at No Guts No Galaxy TV, on Twitter at No Guts No Galaxy, Facebook at No Guts No Galaxy Podcast. Why couldn't we have gotten all this the same? And SoundCloud at No Guts No I Galaxy. Blame you. I mean, and for all the latest and greatest in mech porn T-shirts, be sure to check out No Guts No Galaxy Store dot com. But gentlemen, thank you so much. Quick shout out to again uh, Bandit and Xavier. Looking forward to MBT myself. Super hyped. I think Me it's, too. I think it's uh, a lot of what we've wanted. Uh, to be participating in so uh, very very soon but uh, this was your local No Guts No Galaxy Mechware podcast signing off for tonight this is Phil and this is Darren until next time Mech Warriors we couldn't do the, see the salute I, salute, I don't I know if I did it we told, it was so in sync it was like the it was best perfect sync ever sync. we're never going to get it more ever. in sync no it was, it was glorious <laughs> see you guys <laughs> see ya